I was checking out at HEB this past week with our five-year-old Leo, and he's standing next to this woman who is helping bag the grocery, and she looks down at Leo, and she says, well, hello. And Leo kind of looks down sheepishly. I say, Leo, do, do you want to say hello? Hello. And this woman leans down to Leo and says, it's okay. I was so quiet when I was your age until I hit the 10th grade. Then boom, gear shift. It was like, here I am, world. Leo, you'll have your day. I thought to myself, as I thought about this passage, Mary is having her day. Just a bit earlier in the Gospel of Luke, you may know the story. Mary, she's, she's told by an angel she's going to be pregnant, give birth to Jesus. And, and, and her response is, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. It's faithful. It's humble. But in comparison to today's reading, Mary's first response is far more muted. In our passage, Mary speaks, really Mary sings, the longest set of words by any woman in the New Testament. And it's not just any song. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German pastor and theologian who was executed by the Nazis, he called this the Magnificat, the Mary's song. He called it the most passionate, the wildest, one might even say the most revolutionary hymn ever sung. The Scottish theologian William Barclay, he, he drills down into the nature of the revolution, observing that you have in, in this song, you, you all just heard, read, a moral revolution. God scatters the proud in their plans, in the plans of their hearts. Whereas the message translates, God scatters the bluffing braggarts. Moral revolution, a social revolution. God casts down the mighty and exalts the lowly. Or again, as the message translates, God knocks tyrants off their high horses and pulls victims out of the mud. A moral revolution, a social revolution, and an economic revolution. God has filled those who are hungry, but those who are rich are sent away empty. Or again, the message, the starving poor will sit down at a banquet table and the callous rich will be left out in the cold. Moral, social, economic, so vast are the implications of this particular song that in recent decades, for varying lengths of, of time, countries such as India, Guatemala, Argentina, have outright banned the Magnificat from being recited in liturgy or in public. Too provocative, too revolutionary. And goodness, through the voice of a woman who is on the margins, surely sitting under severe, if not dire, judgment of the religious and societal leaders of her time, should the contours of her belly be discovered. Mary is having her day. Or maybe even truer, God is having God's day. The full gift of God's good news being brought and put into memorable, inspiring song through one of God's unlikely servants. We may or may not be having our day this Advent season. 
We may be in part full and full even to overflowing. Or we may be overwhelmed or underwhelmed or all too prone to have our heart gripped afresh by fear or anxiety or all too, too often quick to anger. Or, or perhaps with many in our society, we may simply recognize that somewhere within there exists this vague but, but very real sense of unsettledness. What is going on? What is going to happen? When does it end? What? And I wonder, what if we took today... And in these coming days, and we inquired a little bit about some of the unsettledness. And not just the unsettledness that, that we, we probably feel about having everything ready for all of our plans or, 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 or the plans that aren't coming together like we wanted uh, this time of year. There's that, but, then, but also the unsettledness even, even below that layer that often goes unnoticed. If we got to the bottom of, of, of some of that, would we find... It's there because some of our deepest fears are unfolding. Or what if the deepest tremors have another source? What if our balance or our footing or our sense of, of, of settledness is somehow off because what is most truly happening in, in the depths of our heart, in the depths of creation, is the gift of Christmas is unfolding is love breaking strongholds. It's no accident that when Jesus dies on the cross and, and shows forth the fullest display of love, the Gospel of Matthew records, do you know what happens? An earthquake. From Jesus prophesied in Micah, to Jesus in utero, to Jesus upon the cross, it is clear that love unsettles Everything. Unto a rising of life, of course. In light of Mary's own song, we might rightly ask ourselves this morning, what, what if some of the plans that are being thwarted in our lives or around us, they are not the end, but a beginning? What if those on the outside, those on our peripheral vision are not a threat, but in fact the locus of God's good news right now? What if, what if banqueting tables filled with those who cannot afford what is at the food at hand is, is not foolishness or excessive generosity, but a sign that God is turning the tables for the nourishment of all? What if, what if the tremor of love is busy rolling away the stone unto a rising of life. As terrifying as tremors and earthquakes around us and even within us can be, Mary's song truly does proclaim that the deepest tremors of this world are not those of evil, but those of good. They are the tremors of good, unsettling, unseating evil. They are the tremors of Jesus himself remaking the world. Which is why Mary sings a song that fills her soul. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior.
that we this Christmas might be able to look upon all that is unsettled and perhaps turn it upside down. And likewise discern great reason for the soul to sing. For us to have our day. For God to have God's day. For love is near. Amen.